0: This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast.
1: Episode number 87. Hey, Madeline, do you ever get annoyed
0: when people keep asking questions?
1: No, questions are like gold. They tell you
0: what the customer really wants. Exactly. Time for an attitude adjustment.
1: So in this episode, we're going to talk about the five power questions you need to use in order to pinpoint what your audience or customer really wants.
0: Right, Madeline, there are no dumb questions, just better questions. I really got into this when I read the book, The Ask Method by Ryan Levesque. And I know that's not really a new book, but I didn't really read it till recently. So Ryan talks about using four methods to ask your customers what they really want. The first one was a deep dive survey which has more what you'd expect, you know, in-depth questions, asking them all kinds of questions about, you know, their name, but they, and where, what kind of businesses they have and so forth. And then the micro commitment bucket was a second survey. And that means just asking people low threshold questions, like, are you this or are you that? So it kind of reminds me of those surveys where you try to find out which princess you are, (laughs) you know, (laughs) something like that. So we're like, which kind of social media queen are you? So you take that and at the end of that survey, you would ask for the email and that would then send you the email. So you ask them a bunch of questions first before you ask for the email. So that's the micro commitment bucket survey. And what that's really supposed to do is to divide people into two to three different buckets of what kind of a customer they are. And then I use this tool called Typeform for that, which I think is really good because it moves you through the survey without being all on one page. It's really nice. And then there, he talks about a third survey, which he calls a do you hate me survey. And I have to say, I'm not really a fan of do you hate me specifically. But what he's really saying is asking people why they didn't purchase from you, which I think is fine. I don't know if I would say, do you hate me? I've gotten a couple of these in my inbox and I'm always like, yep, Ryan Levesque. Anyway, and then the fourth one is the pivot survey. And that pivot survey is like after you do one of these online campaigns, you do a bunch of emails you're like doing a big launch, and somebody hasn't bought from you during the entire survey, you basically ask them what they would like to hear about instead and give them three choices, like an A, B, and C type of choice. And then that adds them to a tag in your email. So I use ConvertKit. It's a really great tool for that. It's not terribly expensive. It's very affordable for most people. I have a link in the show notes for that we do. And so um, you can look at that. There's other tools that do it as well. But I know that ConvertKit does it. And then what happens is when they click on that, it adds a tag to them. So then say, you know, you know that they're interested in list building, or you know that they're interested in Facebook groups, or you know that they're more interested in a third choice, whatever that might be. So that's, that's the four that he talks about. So I thought, you know, that we could maybe do our own little version of, you know, the kinds of questions that we should ask. What do
1: you think? I love it. And I I want to mention, you know, I'm a big fan of Pat Flynn. I know you are too. And Pat, if you listen to his podcast, Smart Passive Income, he talks about Ryan Levesque all the time and he talks about this book and it's interesting because when you follow him, you pick up certain things that he's done out of this book. Like when you talked about the micro commitment bucket survey, you know, where you try to group people into two or three buckets. I remember when Pat Flynn started doing that because His community is made up of entrepreneurs, but you got people that are beginners that maybe have never started a business. And then you got people where it might say, okay, you have a business, but you're not really making much money or Mm -hmm. you have a business, you're making money, but you just want to learn more. And so you pick the one that best fits you. And then that puts you in that particular bucket because I wouldn't want beginner entrepreneur information. So Mm -hmm. I actually think it's a super smart strategy. And I don't really see that many people doing it. you know. In the big picture, in the grand scheme of things, really only a handful of people use this strategy. And it's something I think is super smart, especially when you know your audience. And if it's a a diverse, if it's super niche, you may not have a need for it. But if you're like a Pat Flynn and your audience is entrepreneurs, well, there's all kinds of entrepreneurs, all big range of entrepreneurs, everything from the beginner, immediate, and expert level. So I think, you know, this will be a fun episode for sure. But I just love that micro commitment. I think that's such a good one to use.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I sorry, I said Ryan Levesque's name wrong. Sorry, you can tell I've read the book. And I have thought that's what it
1: was. But I've heard Pat Flynn say his name so many times. You know. He says Levesque, even though when you sorry, look guys. at his name, it looks like it's Levesque.
0: Yeah, it was my fault. Anyway, I'm really good you know, at that reading. I read a lot. So you know, I sometimes say things the way I see them. Anyway, what I also wanted to say is that another thing that you can do whenever you're sending out a survey like that, like say you're doing a big campaign and you don't want to irritate people, you can actually give them a chance during the campaign to opt out of the campaign. Right. That's another really cool thing you can do with ConvertKit because you can let them opt out of the campaign. I think about Marie Forleo every year. She has her big B school promotion and say you've been through B school or you don't want to go through B school for whatever reason, but you love all these people so you don't want to like opt out of their their you know stuff. But yeah, it would be good if you could just opt out of it just for that that period of time and then you know continue as as you did before. So that's another cool thing you can do with this kind of segmenting strategy. So that being said, we're going to talk a little bit about how to get some of these
1: questions answered, right? Absolutely, and you know. I'm glad you mentioned convert kit because that is a popular one when you are segmenting. You can do it with MailChimp too. And I know a lot of people use MailChimp and they don't want to necessarily leave, you know, to go to another provider. But it seems like most of these email providers do have some way to tag or group or segment your groups into Mm -hmm. them. So if you are listening, and you're like, I'm not really familiar with that, go check out your provider and see what they offer in terms of that and see how you can best utilize this. Because after you listen to this today, you're going to want to go start employing these strategies.
0: Yeah, definitely. Maybe you could just Google your email provider name and list segmentation, and they'll have like help
1: about it. Definitely. All right, so we're going to go over the five power questions to ask potential customers. We've broken this all out for you. We've got these five power questions that you should use with your online audience and customers. So let's start with power question one, open-ended question. And this is one we all know, right? Because we've we've only heard this a million times, like ask open-ended questions. So you want to use these so that you can get a sense for their real problems. And uh, so you can read or hear their actual language, right? Because you want to really understand your audience. So when it comes to social media, you know, things like, what is your biggest frustration? What's your biggest challenge? You know, ask that open. You don't want that yes or no question. Like that's what yeah. you not want to do. No,
0: you definitely don't. It's funny because I had a client, we were, we were on a call with a client today and he goes, do you ever
1: ask any multiple choice questions? I'm like, no, we ask
0: open-ended questions. Then I know how to serve you better.
1: Right. Which is super smart. So that's something we wanted to get in the habit of doing open ended questions.
0: Yes. And then power question number two, multiple choice questions. Yeah, I just told you I was you go. not going to do that. But a multiple choice question sometimes gets more people to participate. That's really what's great about that. So for instance, if you want to know if they prefer something, usually just asking them, what do you want is a very bad question. Because what do you want from me? they don't really know what they want from you. And maybe they might have some ideas and then they just start saying whatever. So just asking this open-ended question about what they want is probably not gonna help. You, when you ask that open-ended question before you ask, what is your biggest frustration or challenge? That's not asking what they want from you. You need to give them some ideas. So like say, hey, I've come up with these three ideas, A, B, and C. I've seen you do this before. Which one would you rather, where do you want me to start? Which one do you want me to start with? And then have them vote. And then also, you know, like if you look on Facebook, um, especially in groups, it'll allow you to also open it up for them to put whatever they want as well. And I think right now on Facebook, on the pages, you can only give two choices. So
1: yeah. And talking about this multiple choice question makes me think of how I just you and I were both participating in one of these a few days ago, our good friend Alan Hennessy at Compass oh, yeah. Media, he had tweeted, put out this tweet, and he he's starting a new podcast. He has mm-hmm. multiple podcasts. I love this guy. So he has a new podcast he's going to be starting. And he yep. was Putting out the artwork and he asked, you know, which one do you like? I think he said what A, B, C, or D or one, two, three, yeah, four. Yeah, there's four.
0: Yeah, A, B, C, D. Yeah, yeah. A, B, C, D.
1: So, and that's a very common way to do this on both Facebook and on Twitter. You know, you just number them or, or do letters and, and ask people and they can just do a real quick answer. And you and I both asked them the same thing. Cause when I saw that, I'm like, well, what's the podcast about? Because, cause each one of the, images he had were very different. They're all different from each mm-hmm. other. And I was just trying yeah. to understand well, what was the podcast about before I gave my answer. And I saw that you had done the same thing too. But and he, a answered great me. Way. he answered
0: me in, in, yep, in DM. He did. Yeah, so he answered and, and then I gave him my thoughts from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he, yeah. D- he replied back to my tweet and I was, you know, it's just helpful. And sometimes the multiple choice, sometimes you need to be a little bit more like what would have been helpful in this situation was when he had tweeted that out. I wish he had said right in the tweet, like a little bit about like kind of leading up to this, like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm starting this new podcast about X, Y, and Z. Here are some images for the cover art, you know, which do you like A, B, C, or D? So don't be too vague. Maybe that's the the takeaway yeah. here. Don't be too vague. Because then you're just struggling with all this back and forth, which is time consuming. And mm-hmm. I actually was off Twitter for a couple of days over the weekend. So I actually just looked at it late yesterday to kind of catch up. And I was thinking, oh, well, you know, this is from days ago, sometimes on Twitter. That's a lifetime ago. So oh, it is it Feels um, like it, right? Yeah, exactly. So try not to be too vague with this. But multiple choice questions can work out really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like them. And power question number three is the pain point question. So if you think you know what the pain point of your customer is, so like an example would be, we found that X is a common source of pain for our customers. How do you feel about it? Isn't that kind of cool? Like, you know, trying to uncover that pain point. And that's something we should always be trying to do with our audience. Right.
0: Absolutely. And a lot of times we think we know what the pain point is. So this is a really good way to test if you're on the money or not, you know, because sometimes you'll find out you're not. So if you get a lot of crickets from this question, you may be just off on what the actual pain point is. Exactly. Okay, so power question number four, do you need help with that? So here's an example, offer a live chat on your website to talk to clients when they're consider in consideration mode and are looking for answers. And even if you're not there, you can set up a bot that tells people you're out when you're going to be in and, and just getting back to them. But sometimes when they're right there on your website, and they're in a consideration mode like meaning they're considering something. They're looking to solve a problem. Usually, if they've landed on your page, they're looking to solve a problem right then. They have some question in their mind or something. So if you have that little chat box there, they can ask you that question real quick. And you can know exactly what they were thinking when they came to your website. That is really powerful. I don't know how, you know, if people know how powerful that really is, is like capturing them in that moment. And you'll know, you know, if they have a question, it means that your website didn't answer it either. You know, so Having something there, how can I help with that is really important?
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's one that I've used. It's called Drift. Oh, Drift. Shouldn't just be drift.com. I tried that out a couple of years ago. And oh my gosh, Cami, it was so awesome because you're so right. Like, you've got their attention. Okay. Like, typically they're on their website or on a sales page. Mm-hmm. You've got their attention. Why not offer live chat? And when I had tried out Drift, it was so cool. It connected to the app on my phone. So if somebody was on my website, whether they're on mobile or on a desktop, didn't matter. They're on my website and they click the live chat. I would get a notification on my phone, but I could also connect it to my desktop as well for notification. And I was able to have live chat with them. But you could also have a person designated at your company to be in charge of that as well. There's so many different ways of doing this, but just capturing them while they're interested, especially on a sales page can be invaluable for your products and services.
0: Yeah. And I've definitely seen a lot more of these popping up lately too. So we'll put the Drift you know, link in there. But if that's too expensive for you, which it might be, there's a ton of these coming out right now. So keep your eyes open. I saw one on AppSumo not that long ago. So I mean, by the time you listen to this, it may not be there anymore because AppSumo is one of those really cool places where they have all these deals on software. And so you may want to look, just keep your eye on on AppSumo because I'm sure they will have more of these because that's just it. That's, that's kind of what's hot right now is, is thoughts and chat and things like
1: that. So. Exactly. All right. So next up is power question number five, the five whys question. Mm -hmm. So when a customer defines something that they have a problem with, drill it in the five whys, drill in the five whys. So we're going to kind of, you and I are going to have like, we're going to do like this little, you know, back and forth, like. We're going to model it, right? Right. Yes. Yes. We want to, you know, give our listeners, you know, we have to, you know, this is, we can't do a visual here. We have to just do audio. What do they they it? Earballs, right? An audible. You know, an listening, audible. <laughs> you're listening with your earballs right now. So let us try to see if we can capture this properly. So uh, well, let's do this. Let's do the example. You want to give that yeah, a start? Yeah,
0: I'll get, I'll get it to start. I'm going to start with the problem that I have.
1: Okay, okay. here's my problem.
0: Ready? I want to do more live video, but I don't have the time.
1: Well, why do you want to do more video?
0: Because I know it will help me spread the word about Communities that convert, for example. That's for okay,
1: sure. Right. Why do you want to spread the word about communities that convert?
0: Because I really want to get more people to know how to build a community. That's really a big deal to me. I want that to happen.
1: Mm, okay. Why do you want to help them build a community?
0: Because I know it will make them successful and it'll also build my business, truly.
1: Right. So why do you want to build a business with community building? Because it makes me feel like
0: I'm doing a good thing while I'm also making a living for my family.
1: Well, why aren't you making time for your video then? Eh, hey, good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. Like, kind of uh, like, you know, putting this all out there and, and uh, talking that out. And it, it kind of makes more sense, doesn't it? When you do these yeah, and,
0: and when you, questions. and when you talk to a client like that, now you know why I think video might be good or why I think it might help me or why it matters to me. So you know where my motivations are exactly. Right.
1: I kind of felt like I was a therapist for a moment.
0: I know. Well, you kind <laughs> of are. You're like my, you're my very, very favorite therapist. So, oh. So well, you're like mine. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So I think we should throw in a bonus question. What do you okay. think? Yeah, let's okay. do it. I just thought of one. And I think we need to to put this one in too. so this is going to be power question number six. And that is the biggest obstacle question. So this is one that I found really worked well with some of my clients where they really are like, well, I don't really know what the problem is. I don't want people want for me. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. And that's really asking people, what's your biggest obstacle to getting your goal accomplished? So if you, you know, set out this goal, like, you know, my goal above, you know, I wanted to do um, going live on video, right? That was one of my biggest obstacles is like what? And so if you ask me what my biggest obstacle is, it would be time, you know, I'll say, "Hey." So for me, it's about time. And then you'd probably say, well, what, what's up with time? And I'll say, well, I don't have this. I'm not really fast at video editing. You know, I'm not super fast at it. And I need somebody to help me with that. And usually mm-hmm. my son does help me with video editing. But, you know, he's in school right now. So I'm like, I don't have a video editor. And then what would you say to that?
1: You could hire a video editor.
0: Ooh, and where would I hire one? I mean, it's
1: expensive. Ask around and, and find someone that can help you and keep your cost down.
0: But where would I find that person? I don't know anyone.
1: Ask on social media.
0: Okay, cool. Ask your friends. I would say Upwork. I'd say look uh-huh. in some other places like that. There's some other stuff that we, we've used in the past for these kinds of, of tools. Right. But like just understanding that the obstacle is what's causing people to say no to the goal. So like especially if you're coaching, this is a huge deal. People have all these obstacles that, that they have. And I have them too. I mean, I really do. I feel very uncomfortable really like talking to video, which is really weird because I have no problem, you know, pulling this up and talking to you and having a video where we're always on video. Hi, I know you guys don't see us, but we're looking at each other. And yep. so this doesn't bother me at all. Whereas pulling up a little phone and just putting it in front of myself and looking at the phone, I'm not sure where to look. My eyes are always like, you know, and I don't know where to go. So, you know, there's this uncomfortableness about it. So your bonus question is really asking what their biggest obstacle is. Because if you know all this about me, I'm worried about my time. I'm worried about video editing. I think it's expensive. Not sure where to find anybody. What would be a service that you could offer me that would solve that pain point?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's what makes this one such a good bonus power question to throw in here. It definitely gets you thinking for sure. Now there are lots of tools out there that can help you with all of this, and that we like to use. But what we're going to do is we're just going to give you a short list here. You can go over to our website at communitiesconvert.com to the show notes, and you can get all the details on this. You mentioned Typeform, and and you know there was also SurveyMonkey. I, I meant to mention that earlier because I've always been a fan of SurveyMonkey. It's been around forever. It's free. Typeform is free, but there's a little bit of work to that. That's not as mm-hmm. simple as SurveyMonkey. And you know, you've know you used Google Forms yep. plenty of times for this, SurveyGizmo. There's so many of these. So go to our website, communitiesofconvert.com. Go to the show notes for this episode, episode 87, and you can access all this information as well as ConvertKit, which you were mentioning before, Kami, and we do have an affiliate link for that. So if anybody mm-hmm. signs up for ConvertKit, we do disclose that we are an affiliate with them. And by using that link, it doesn't cost you anymore, but it does give us the opportunity to get a small little co- uh, commission out of that. Yeah, it would support the podcast, really, is what exactly. we use it for.
0: But yeah, so definitely go check out the different tools because um, you're going to need a tool to do this survey stuff. It just isn't you know, easy to like, it's unwieldy to try to do it yourself. So have something out there that's going to help you with that. So final thing is call to action we always have an action for you guys to take because really this isn't great and it doesn't work unless you put it into action,
1: correct? That's right. We love those action takers. So uh, we want you to take action on this. And so what we want you to do is we want you to pick one of the questions above that we went over and ask your audience using social media or an email or using a site like ask.com or Quora. We've talked about Quora many times here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So do that and then come over to our Facebook to our group, our private little Facebook group, and share your experience. We'll have the post on there and it's just ready for you to comment on for this episode. So come over there and hang out with us. Just go to facebook.com slash groups slash communities that convert. But isn't there something they have to do, Cami, if they're not already in the group?
0: Yeah, you kind of have to answer a, a secret question.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. A do secret you know what that answer to that is? Or it's a secret word, really. Secret word. Our yeah. secret word is what? Action. Oh, that is so hard. I'm sure you guys are going to forget <laughs> that, right?
1: <laughs> so if you're not in the Facebook group, go to our group. And when you see the, you know, you know how it is these days, when you join a group, there's a couple of questions usually that the admins will ask you. And we just want to know that you heard about this from this podcast. So when it asks for the secret question or secret word, you say action. Yeah, absolutely. It.
0: Yep. So go try out these power questions and let us know how they work out for you.
1: Yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. And we'll be back next week with another awesome episode.
0: Yes, we're still in our our episodes that are stacking up to get you all the way through building your online community. I think we have a few more coming up that you're going to really love as well. So you definitely want to keep yourselves subscribed to the channel, right?
1: Yeah, stay subscribed to us. So that way you don't miss an episode and share this with a friend and, and do this together as accountability partners. We mentioned that at the start of this. And we know some of y'all are doing it, which is awesome. And if you don't have an accountability partner working with you as we go through these each week, get someone on board now with you and have them download the episodes as well and do this as a team. And always, everything's better as a team, right, Cami, I mean, you and yeah. I start off as a, a accountability partners, you know, teaming up together and doing that. And then it turned into this podcast. And we, we're still accountability partners.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So definitely come back next week and we're going to be talking about the platforms you should be using to uh, for your community and the different tips that you need for each one. So come on back.
1: We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communities You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar, that's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R, and also to Kami. Her Twitter handle is at Kami Chat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't
0: forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Tasio. From the Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website.
1: Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that suite spelled S U I T E. For listening
0: to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at CommunitiesThatConvert.com.